Hi everyone, um, this is John Marcos and welcome to Matushet episode 2. In this week's episode, I had a conversation with some tourist friends of mine from Texas. They were exploring Puerto Rico for the first time and I was acting as their tour guide. So I hope that you enjoy our discussion and take something valuable from it. I wanted to try something new in having them in person, um, but I realized that relying on only my mic for four people can be tough. Nonetheless, we had fun and I continue to learn more about how to best project my conversations with everyday people. Anyways, thank you for all the support in my pilot episode and for tuning in on Spotify and YouTube to listen to Matushat. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel at John Marcos and follow my IG at MatuteXOfficial. And as Seneca said, it is not that life is too short, but rather that we are so wasteful of it. Um, please enjoy today's show. This is John Marcos. Today is the day for episode two of Matu Chat. This is your host, Mate John Marcos, or Matute. And today I am joined by the tourists. And um, I will allow the tourists to introduce themselves, um, tell a little bit about why they're in Puerto Rico, and yeah, hi. Okay, hi. Um, so I'll go first. My name is Dominique. I actually am in PR because you guys call it PR, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, PR, yeah. Can I, can I abbreviate that? Yeah. yeah. So um, we're here for a kind of a little like summer vacation, graduation uh, vacation. But um, but yeah, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Next person. Hi, my name is Lilium, and we came to Puerto Rico because one of our friends um, was looking for where should we go for a summer vacation, and she requested Puerto Rico, and that's how we got here. Yes, and the third. Hi, my name is Chow, and uh, like the other two said, we came because of our friend, and we also just wanted to explore a different culture. Yes, sadly, this friend we have in common, she can't be able to join us um, concerning some family issues and stuff like that. But um, regardless of that, um, this whole week I've been taking um, these girls to travel to different places of Puerto Rico to try different foods, to try um, the beach precisely. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, these girls, well, they come from Texas and the Yeehaw State doesn't have good. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like it doesn't have like uh, good beaches. Um, Dom, you you mentioned me about how how do you, would you describe the beaches in um, Texas and why? Yeah, they're terrible. Terrible. I think we have okay, so we have Corpus Christi, which isn't too terrible, but the one that is closest to me, which I live in Houston, so um, yeah, the one that's closest to me is about an hour away, and that's going to be Galveston. And Galveston is sticky. It's gross. I don't think anyone gets in the water, actually. Um, people just go just to tan or lay out on the beach, but it's not really a pleasurable experience. Yeah. Not, not one that you would kind of like actually go to enjoy the waves and 
enjoy being inside of the water. Mm -hmm. And uh, be also because of the whole situation with the oil oil spill that happened a few years ago. Yeah, and I think it's definitely still having like there's a huge impact. I mean, you get in the water and you immediately feel like the heaviness and like the waves it just it's sticky everything's sticky you get out and you feel terrible yeah. and it's not kind of like the nice like salt in your hair it's like a nasty like film over your skin so yeah. it's not enjoyable at all yeah um how about you um after coming to Puerto Rico and finally experimenting with salt water <laughs> that was the whole issue with, with, uh, with the saltiness of the, of the ocean water but um it does, you get, eventually you get used to it. And, and I feel that after you get the shower and you're like in the fresh air, how, how do you guys, today we went to the beach, but after, how do you feel afterwards, even with all the salt water and stuff like that, like going back um, to where we are now, like the apartment, um, how do you feel after that? Okay. I mean, we don't really get to experience beaches in Texas because we don't have any. Mm. So like, I would definitely go back even after tasting all the saltiness <laughs> in my mouth, I will still go back. It's yeah. an experience to remember. Yeah. And like the temperature and like just the atmosphere, like it's so beautiful in um, Puerto Rico, like the beaches are like the water so blue and you see so many like greenery and it's it's an amazing place to like visit it's a very different environment from um texas beaches like a lot we do not have greenery that much it's very dull looking so, mm. yeah yeah and i guess when we go to those beaches and, and experiment um with those areas I, I really admit that a lot of times when I go to the beach, it's like we take it for granted, you know, we, we take it for granted that, oh, okay, I live in Puerto Rico. So like, I can experiment all of this, I can eat all the food, mm -hmm. <laughs> lots of carbs and meat. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, but I think that's anywhere. Like if I go to Texas, we have things that you guys might not have. Like we have Big Bend, we have, um, I don't know, what, what do we have rivers? I guess mm. you guys have rivers. I'm not sure. But, you know, there's different places that have special things and people, of course, take advantage of that. But I mean, has there has there been like um, when people visit Texas, has there been like something that someone's very excited about and you're like, yeah, whatever. The barbecue. I think my family from Mexico is always like, let's go. To, there's this one really famous place called Rudy's, I think, in mm. Black's Barbecue. And they're all like, let's go, let's go. That place is amazing. And at this point, like I don't eat much meat, but mm. still like. I mean, I do admit it's, it's a really good place to eat, but I don't really, it's like, eh, to me, it's there when I want it, you know, but, mm -hmm. but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with the, the thing is that with Junke and, and stuff like that, and I guess we need to learn to be more appreciative mm -hmm. of, of what we have in our environment. Um, because right now for me, leaving Puerto Rico soon. Yeah. And I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm not going to be talking um, Spanish anymore. Like last episode was Spanglish, where we yeah. tried to do this mix of Spanish and English. But now I need to get used to talking with this language yeah. and more confidently. Um, so me going out there, what do you... Well, you guys live in the U.S. all the time, but what do you tell me to, like... If you had to leave Texas 
or stuff like yeah. that? How would you guys feel about it? Like normal? Would you guys just vibe with it? No, I think, I mean, for me personally, leaving anywhere, like even moving from San Marcos to Austin, that's a huge jump. Any, like any city, any place different from where I am now is, is going to be different. Even if I were to move out of Texas, I'd feel absolutely terrified. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that live in Texas, like, we love the environment. I feel like we have a lot of things over there. Of course, not, things, not beaches, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, we, we have a lot. And it's kind of cultish, actually, like, because people, like, say, like, I love Texas. Like, I'm never moving out. Like, we're Texans, not, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Not, we're American, we're Texans. Yeah. <laughs> they show their pride a Our lot. Our culture is very mm -hmm. proud. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I would say that. I would agree. How have uh, from coming from Texas and now you haven't lived a lot in Puerto Rico a few days, but yeah. what was your impression of Puerto Rico beforehand that coming here kind of like changed like, oh, wow, like I did not know this before or or thank God I experimented this. So I'm like, yeah, I'm over it. Well, for me personally, I think it really hit hard. and I'm pretty sure you know what I'm going to say, but. I came here thinking since it's an island, it's going to be tropical. They're going to have crazy cool fruits. They're going to have Ouch. veggies. <laughs> and I go to Walmart and there's not a very like great selection. Um, and I walk the beaches and there aren't people screaming and selling coconuts or like fruit or like, I just thought there was going to be a ton of like the diet. Yeah. I think that I think the diet really surprised me in the sense that it's a lot of meat um, and not as many fruits and veggies. <laughs> Ouch. No, no, but I mean, no, that's, that's a great um, critique. Because um, now that we think about it, it's very true. Like there isn't a lot of places, like there's this place that I went recently that is called Ponte Fresco. Shout out to Ponte Fresco. <laughs> they're really good, they're really good, but they tend to be a lot more pricey okay. than regular yeah. Burger King or whatever. Oh, no, the, yeah. Although there's one place in Rio Piedras close to my college that's called like Arope and they sell like quality food and it's like made there and, mm -hmm. and, and supporting the local, that's always good. But the disparity with heart disease and, and, and everything yeah. that we're going through, maybe that's due to that because we're just not having so much colorful foods in our, yeah. in our diet. I think that could be a huge part in it. Um, no, definitely. I I've gone to restaurants, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of vegetables either. Yeah. In the uh, menus, here? oh yeah, in the menus. To eat at restaurants, mm -hmm. you would read it because they're mondongo or rice, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, where's, where's like the vegetables? <laughs> where's the carrot? Where's yeah. the broccoli? Yes. Where's There's my stuff? No vegetables at all? I'm like, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I guess adding on to them, it's. I'm also shocked that there's so many fast food restaurants here. I had the impression just like Dom and William that like it was going to be fresh produce there's everywhere. Bye. And there's, yeah, so Bye. when I came there, I was like McDonald's, Wendy, Burger King. It was like kept repeating itself. And I was like, wow, they have a lot of fast food in this island, which I was like, what? A lot of people give um, um, give awareness to that mm -hmm. how there are different companies coming from the state mm -hmm. um that that come here to the island and they sell these cheap ass food but yeah at long term we don't realize that that's actually killing us and it's and terrible. 
and it's not helping our health system like to maintain a lot of people that even fine you're feeling good right now but a few years afterwards yeah yeah it's problematic and also like uh i i had the impression that there would be fruits like random side of the street that i could like just oh, go grow random mangoes is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what i thought but then when i came i was like where's where's all the fruit and like i kept trying to find some and it's like oh, there's nothing like yeah yeah um it's an issue and and lots of people are trying to create their own companies or start their own initiative to try to grow it here. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the competition, it's like they don't win and like everything's just yeah. shipped out. It's like you mentioned, like um, yeah. maybe because everything's so shipped out. And, and also I've realized that um, the foods that taste really good are the ones that obviously get sold the most. Yeah. But when there's a place that has like a lot of bananas, like, some people don't buy them. Like they don't buy them. Like they just, and so many of these companies, they decided to lay back on selling lots of fruits and veggies because they eventually go bad compared oh, to, okay. to sugar or something that can be yeah. stored yeah. And, and, and cook it out like that. So maybe that's a reason. So and maybe it's also within the people that maybe they aren't as familiar with some the recipes that they can use to incorporate these fruits and veggies. And you guys don't see that problem in the area of university? Like, do you see it often with the diet? Um, like, our students in the U.S. and Texas, are, are, do they have issues with the menus in the, in the universities? Or is it pretty broad where, whereas everyone can have whatever they want? I think it differs because also the universities really try to incorporate like healthy meals. Mm -hmm. We have a variety of stuff on campus. If you want to eat healthy, you can eat, you have the option, but also you have the option to go get fast food and eat it every single day. Yeah. Mm, okay. You guys have options. At least. Yeah. We okay. have options. Definitely. Yeah. I think that the university, of course, we have options because we're paying like thousands of dollars. Ouch. But like, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that the food from like elementary school, middle schools and high schools in Texas, they do not have diversity. Ooh. Like that's a big yeah. problem. Vegetables are barely incorporated. It's in, it's in like a can and they just dump it and it doesn't look appetizing to kids. Mm -hmm. So they don't eat it. And they have like corporate pizza or, you know, so it, it's not very appetizing. And like a lot of kids like need that nutrition and they don't have that. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, high school food. At least in my school, it wasn't that bad. I'm just grateful it was free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they try at least to be, no, though, I, I got a bad milk one time and mm -hmm. it was a bad chocolate milk. And I was like, it ruined it for you. Yeah, never, never again did I drink a baggie of, of chocolate milk because that just ruined me. Yeah. Um, but what, man, diet is so important and, and, and how to fix this problem of having schools to mm -hmm. provide nutritious foods. And it's also about the habit of eating these foods yeah. because maybe they just get the hit from fast foods and, and it's so tasty and whatever. Yeah. And what would you guys do to, to try to, to solve that problem? Like to make healthy foods more appealing? Is it more, is it in our control or is it more of the people who own those places like fast food? I think it's more of a systemic issue. So if we, like, I think, okay, so I'm going to reference Michelle Obama. 
she I remember shout out to Michelle <laughs> yeah I remember in my high school we used to have our vending machines filled with chips my favorite kinds Doritos the purple Doritos etc yes the, the, the purple and ones. then I think the next semester the next year I came back and everything was healthy it was like reduced fat reduced sodium pretzels and everything tasted like cardboard but it was fairly healthy and I think that you know I got used to it and I stopped eating from the from the vending machine and the the lunches looked a little more appealing. They had a little more vegetables. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but I did go to public school. So I think it's like start small and build from there and then inform the public. I think mm -hmm. as long as, you know, they know about the really bad effects and maybe that'll motivate them to yeah. make a change. Yeah. So if we want to live long, we got to start educating ourselves early on, but yeah having the motivation to do so because people just want the gratification as fast as possible. Like they want to see the abs right now. Especially nowadays. Me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what could be leading us to that? What could be leading us to just want to get that quick gratification because it's just so easier or saving time or like getting healthy fruits or no, no. Like I guess um, immediate gratification in general, because I think that, that the fact that we have this problem of sweets or stuff like that is because it feels good in the moment. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're after a day of stress and whatever, you go home and boy, do I deserve that chocolate cake, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what kind of, what do you guys think about that issue? Like it. In terms of immediate gratification or like pertaining to specifically to like eating mm -hmm. junk food? Yeah. Like, um, that relationship between immediate gratification and junk food and how to incorporate the, the healthy style. Okay, um, you know, that's a really hard one because I even struggle with that. Yeah. But I think you need to maybe don't force yourself or don't let yourself get to that point to where you are so stressed that you rely on that chocolate cake Ouch. or that, you know, whatever it is. And it happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's, you know, you know, we're all human, but, mm -hmm. but I think that as long as you try to maintain a balance, you know, it won't get to that point where it's like, oh my God, I need this beer. I need this chocolate cake, whatever it is that, you know, you need it to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you can go for a walk or a run or yoga, whatever you like to do mm -hmm. versus the chocolate cake. But, you know, yeah. chocolate cake is good. Have yeah. it a little, whatever you want, but, but yeah, I think that's, that's my opinion. And uh, something interesting that Chow mentioned uh, was, uh, it was really briefly, but we looked at each other like, um, in regards to the tuition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tuition is expensive. Yeah, in America is so expensive. And like, also you have to pay the housing and stuff. It's like- it's I don't know how you guys do it because after, I, I can't even imagine, um, you guys still have debt after you graduate now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Does it get to the hundred thousands? No, not right now. Not oh, yeah, that's med grad. school. Yeah, med yeah. school, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> but, but Amen. yeah, I'm hoping to pay that my student debt off um, within a year or two from, from working. Mm. So I'll be good. But I mean, it is student debt. So nothing, nothing about that is good. <laughs> and how, damn, and, and that issue, Puerto Rico, that's another thing that we might take for granted as well. Like we, we received good education in our university mm -hmm. and we still pay a little bit less than the, than the United States. But I, 
I even I question myself like why is it like that maybe it's because it's even if it's public you guys have public right is, is your university public or is it more our specifically is public but there's both private and public okay yeah yeah do you guys have uh private schools here as well we do we do and they tend to be pricier okay yeah definitely yeah and and some students do take their loans to to attend there, but they usually mediate them and and they can get over it quickly. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to the topic of the fun things that you had in the island, and yeah, what was your favorite aspect of this whole thing? Tomorrow you guys are leaving, and you'll probably miss. Well, you at least you have some memories to take along. What was the highlight of the week? The food. The food. Mm -hmm. Which one? Mondongo. The mofongo. Oh, <laughs> mofongo. Oh my god, I'm thinking about the space. <laughs> mofongo. Yes, I love the mofongo. It's it was new, mm -hmm. and I was I before coming I did want to have mofongo, so I, I was I was happy. <laughs> did it meet your expectations? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really good. The I, one you had at Raizos was pretty good. Like yes, oh, the mariscos and oh, stuff like that. Damn. Was that the best one that you had? Because I know you had one at the other restaurant. That um, we I really couldn't taste. Really? Yeah, I don't. Um, I just like yeah. they were both good. They were yeah. both good. Yeah, yeah. The food is good. Food. <laughs> yeah. What about pirilos as well? The pizzas. Pirilos. Oh, oh, oh my god, yeah. good, delicious. delicious. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely good. I love the drink, especially the like the sauce and the the cheese of it. When you buy it, it's like damn. I was scared at first when you said it was big, and I was like, oh. Until you said it's personal, I'm like okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be personal. Uh, what do you think of the river, uh, Angelito? Angelito. I think that was my favorite part about the entire trip. I loved like being in the mountains, even though we weren't able to go in to the uh, forest mm -hmm. or the, the park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reservations. Um, I think we started an awesome time and it worked out perfectly. So that yeah. was my favorite part. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Charles? Uh, mine would be also like the, like the little, it's not a river, it's a more like what is it? Nice it's a little river. baby river. Yeah, like a, yeah, a, a little river. That like I love the greenery, like the plants and stuff. Like I like I just love. Yeah, you guys were like fanboying about all the all the palm trees and the greenery. So we don't. Pretty. Yeah. Also the the beaches, of course, yeah. it's amazing. So clear, like, and then the sand. It's very nice. Like you don't have to like. Because I, I know like in Texas, when we go to the river, we like struggle sometimes going down because like the, there's like so many rocks and pebbles and hills. And like this one is just like, I don't know, like the sand is soft and it feels good. And then you we just don't go even the, have sand. Yeah, we don't even have <laughs> sand. So, yeah, we have, we have like, dust. yeah, and rocks that, yeah. Where would you go next after Puerto Rico? What would you tell, let's say, uh, someone from Texas came to Puerto Rico? What would you tell them? Uh, prepare yourself for a uh, high protein diet, but the views are great and the people are great. Be weary, have a local. Yes, have a local. 
Uber. Yes. Oh, God. No Uber. Yes. No Uber. And if it is, then it's not in our area. So make sure don't you have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, don't say in Dorado. Like, they're lucky because they had me and I drove them around and it was like that. And I had fun too because we, we finished the degree, people. <laughs> like, literally, this was a trip where everyone technically graduated yes. almost right oh no almost. Almost. Well, right. the point is that everyone here they got their bachelor's degree um did you guys uh were you guys first generation or you or were you um your yes. parents also motivated you to, uh, to follow the footsteps no i'm definitely definitely first generation yeah no. wow. How do you feel that? Because I'm also first generation. I'm the first one in my family to gain a bachelor's. And I don't know, like when I see other kids struggling, because I see it here all the time, like a lot of kids don't know English well. Yeah. Um, maybe they're not that motivated. Yeah. And how I always think about how can I be that symbol, mm -hmm. a symbol of peace, no. mm -hmm. but uh, that symbol for them for future gener generations and and being that first gener uh, generation student, we have like, a, I feel like we have a, like a duty to fulfill in that respect. Mm -hmm. And so when I become a professor, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, like that's my goal. Um, that's what I want to instill in the next generations that, hey, life is crappy. You're gonna pass through some struggles, even if you're first generation, mm -hmm. put in the work and don't look for a good support group. You know, that's a good question. Like. Um, during your bachelor's degree, what was what motivated you to stay focused? I think my parents, I mean, not them not motivating me, but like, it's just where, since you said like, we're first generation and stuff, like seeing how much they struggled just to get me here. Ouch, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it motivates me every single day to like, you know, do better for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm you guys parents like you know like they come from other countries to come here to give you a better life because in their country they can't do that mm -hmm. and then you're like i have to do this for them but not just for them but for me mm -hmm. because like when you tell your parents oh I'm, i want to make you guys proud they tell you no do this for you you're not doing this for anybody else this is your future mm -hmm. you're gonna start your own family and we're always gonna stay as your parents you like I am glad I have good parents. They never yeah. pressure me to choose. Like you have to be this and this and this. They were like, whatever you want, whatever, mm. it's whatever you want. What makes you happy? And when I told them I was going to the science, oh my God, who wouldn't, right? What parent wouldn't be happy? Like, oh my God, oh my God, you got my science. Yeah, she got my money. Yeah, she, she got an art student, right? Like, oh. There's nothing wrong because even if you are in science what you need to do is learn to promote yourself because yeah. a lot of people be like oh i got i'm in doc i'm an md mm -hmm. but they don't know how to let's say they don't know how to um treat people well yeah. mm -hmm. and so we have a bunch of these people focus on the money yeah but they're still crappy people towards yeah. the, and they don't help because part of your health is being um mentally well yeah and if you don't have a supportive kind of even your physician mm -hmm. the role that your physician has in that then like it's not going to work out yeah but i also think it's like in that case there need to be programs specifically like md programs that 
are well-rounded and have that are have great clinical programs, have great education programs. So it's, you know, these doctors turn out to be well-rounded doctors, not just in it for the money. You know, I think, mm. I think in the I program instilled into the program. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would hope that, I mean, you don't go through medical school and then just do it for the money. Mm. That's, that's tough. <laughs> is that, but is, do you feel that's common though? Yeah. Definitely. I think maybe some people may take advantage of the fact that, you know, they have certain opportunities that make them more um, appealing to medical schools. And so it's maybe easier for them versus other people where it's more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like for me, example, I've had to work, I've had to do things which may have prevented me from doing other things and focusing on school. So maybe my GPA isn't a 4.0, mm -hmm. um, which is very appealing to medical school. So I think that, you know, just overall in general. You know. But as long as you're being multifaceted, yeah. UPA, because that shows that you are not limited to, it's also, I always compare interviews like dating. You gotta be interesting. You gotta be well presented because mm -hmm. there's people that just, okay, these people are gonna accept me because I'm the shit. But like they don't do well at, at selling themselves. And wow. There's a lot of work to do, but bit by bit, hopefully we'll get to a stable place where people put in effort and and, and it shows like mm -hmm. professionalism. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be this strict, like, oh, you can't have tattoos or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's just how, the way that you treat people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And in the end, that's what being a doctor is about, I would hope that you can yeah. with. save lives. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's that always the people before yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why we see that whenever there's a hurricane where we're from, like we have to evacuate. But nurses and doctors, they have to stay no matter what. Yeah, especially we see it now there in the COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. Like lots of nurses have been affected um, because of a. We couldn't of go back home. Mm -hmm. And extended shifts. Yeah. That's wow. Mm -hmm. And so now I ask you. Now that you're graduating, now that we're focusing in in the next steps, um, would you like to share what um, is driving you right now to the next step? That's a good question. I think fear. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean fear? I'm going to take the MCAT in September. So it's like at this point, it's like now or never, like steady your butt off. I mean, you can always take it again. That's scary. It's definitely fear. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You're offending more than necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll do great. Thank yes. you. <laughs> How about you? Um, what what's fascinates you uh, about dentistry? What fascinates me? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've always been very good with my hands, mm. like technical skills. I like being hands-on with a lot of things. And so when I was younger, I would always go to the dental office with my parents because they didn't know English. So I would translate for them. And I felt like dentists had more of a, like they were more aware that I was here and my parents and they were very like helpful and they were there for me like if you know because like there's a lot of technical things about dentistry they're like oh yeah you have um 
or periodontal disease and stuff and you, you need to tell your parents and I'm I'm like seven or eight and I have to tell that to my parents it's like yeah yeah I translate like yeah your your teeth broken and like <laughs> they're like what like what are you saying so like they were very patient with me like they helped me out they like explained it and like I felt that that's one thing I really like about dentistry they're mm. they're you know like kind of um not hands-on but like uh more personal mm -hmm. with the patients than how I experience with medical doctors because mm -hmm. I notice that when when I used to volunteer at like a hospital or something mm -hmm. uh, most most of the times like the nurses would come in and be the ones that were with the personal one and then the doctors would come in and they were like okay like this is what you have this this and they then just leave and most of the time the person that is talking to the patient is the nurses. So that's one thing I really like about dentistry is how personal like the doctor can be with the patient and he sits sure. down and explains everything and stuff. And he also does like, you know, like, I don't know. I, I kind of like that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty um, healthy to have those types of relationships and especially when it's something so delicate as teeth yeah like you don't want to go past it and hit on her oh my god yeah it's like the fear forever for me at least yeah it's never because you're working with such a small surface mm -hmm. and like just one like mistake can like damage the whole teeth and god yeah. damn mm -hmm. but you're you're in, in great you're you're in a great path because I saw you with the with the rocks of the river and, and trying to balance them all, all together. And that's very delicate. So your your precision is getting there. So <laughs> what about you? Well, it's just like chow. I will have to go with my mom to translate for her as mm. a doctor. And she'd be like, what did he say? And I was in elementary school. I mean, I was in all Spanish classes with one English teacher. Ouch. So I, I had to learn Spanish and English and my mom would be like, can you read this for me? What, what is she saying? What is going on? And um, when I got into high school, I started, I became a volunteer in my church because not a lot of people in my church know English. So whenever they needed um, to go someone to translate, I would, they would take me out of school and then take me with them to the doctor's appointments. And then um, the doctor be like, are you related to them? You know, you have to be kind of related to them. Like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, church buddies. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, okay, well, you know, you have to tell them this and that. But I will mostly accompany women to the gynecologist. Mm. Yeah, because it will, and where we're from, there's only men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, women feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can I imagine. It. I get it, yeah. It's I mean, I would feel comfortable I'm mean, a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember when my mom was like, oh, she's like, there's nothing we can do. You know, that's all we have. That's the only option we have. And then that was like, no, that's not the only option we have. Like, I'll be one. You know, I will make women feel comfortable. I mean, I'm very comfortable. Like, you can ask them. Like, I'll be walking around. They're like, Lily, I'm like, we all the same. We have the same stuff. And like, I just want them to feel comfortable. Like now Chow's more comfortable with me. Like she's like, well, this is one day going to be seeing this. Let's start now. Um, <laughs> I, I know this. <laughs> 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 
It's professional people. Yes, professional. <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like I just want women to feel very comfortable. I mean, I get it. Like I personally don't mind having either a woman or a man, but there's so many women that just would like Need more women Yeah, we, there's no I it's kind of sad that in our hometown there's no woman and like i told myself i'm gonna open a clinic there i'm gonna, i want to go back to my hometown. wow that's yeah. amazing like coming back to go fix what was not yeah and then my parents were like well, what if you know you want to go somewhere else and make more money i'm like i'm not doing this for the money right i want to go back to my mm -hmm. hometown and open a clinic mm -hmm. i i totally like relate to that because i see professors Like I, I see them and I'm very grateful for my professor. Like I learn a lot from them, but some of them it's like, well, you may, you could have done it this way or maybe the different approaches and, and you coming coming back to your place of origin to try to change that um, environment for the best. Wow. Like that's. Like even Chad was like, you sure you want to go back to our place? Because our place is not really the best, but like. Yeah. I, I, I need to ask myself that too. Like, After I finish my, my studies in the doctoral degree, would I come back to Puerto Rico? Mm -hmm. Where That's I a great question. That's a great question. I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of variables depend, but I sure want to be involved in Puerto Rico, yeah. like to make at least do an impact. It's a part of you. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying that what, what would happen if, in your case, like if something happens and you're married and whatever, and you just need to move someplace else, Would you have a plan B to try to do an impact in that area anyway? Wait, like, I think uh, there are ways to be involved anyway, right? I'll try to get involved somehow. Because, I mean, yes, um, once you get married, it's like your whole plan has to change. Mm. Because when you're single, yeah, you have this, you, you follow your plan. But mm -hmm. once you get married, it's like a whole different, you have to start like, oh, do I want my kids to go to, this, to my um, commute? Where we were, where we're, the schools are bad. The schools are bad. God. I do not want my schools, my, my, my schools, my children to go to our schools. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like you have to start thinking about children. You have to start thinking about your husband. Like, if my husband doesn't want to go back to my mm -hmm. home, home country, yeah. sorry, I can't hometown. say hometown, <laughs> then you will have to find a way that because I still want to be involved in yeah. a way. Because the town that we live in is a very low income. Like almost every student has a, like a free lunch and mm -hmm. things like that. So it's like very like low poverty line, like mostly a lot, actually a lot of students are. So, I mean, personally for me, I didn't like, I don't ever want to, I, I, I would go back <laughs> just for my family and stuff, but like, I don't want to open up my clinic, but I know that um like organization like dental organization they mm -hmm. travel around and they can help and stuff and I wouldn't mind like traveling there like once a month and like opening like a free clinic or whatever mm -hmm. and doing like cleaning and things like that because I've I've uh, shadowed the dentist and he does that and I thought I think that's amazing mm -hmm. so I would definitely go back to my hometown and do that and like help out like my community because i've been there before i've, I've i understand mm -hmm. yeah and like dentistry like dental like health isn't 
a priority for many people. Mm -hmm. It's health first, but like your teeth is everything you need it, you know, so to eat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you can to also look good. Yeah. To look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it can also cause other health risks too, oh. like for pregnant ladies, like oral uh, bacteria can also go into their into the baby. Yeah. To the fetus and then create neonatal like diseases. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It it's is. tough because it's conflicting. It's like at the same time you want to live in a better place, give a better life yeah. to your children, but at the same time you're grateful for the things that you've passed through in your hometown, and you kind of want to give that back. Yeah. I don't know. Like I. I want to do that and I have some initiatives in mind maybe start an app like I don't know I have a different ideas that I still haven't developed fully that's why I'm journaling because journaling like gives me grounded at least um yeah it's just like writing your ideas down and, and hopefully you'll do it and go back to them in the future um but yeah what one step at a time yeah one step at a time that's very very true and hopefully you can be that beacon of hope for them as well. Like, hey, I was in this situation. Here's what I did. And, and here's something better that I can offer. Yeah. So if you were to die anytime soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you guys, are, you guys are okay. But if you were to die, um but let's say you die fine let's say you die after like 60 or or after like beyond that uh -huh. what would you want um people to remember you by hopefully by the time that you reach 60 what would you have hoped to have accomplished <laughs> that's a tough question again oh i was not prepared for this i mean right now i'm thinking about I'm not thinking big picture. I think right now I'm thinking about becoming a doctor and eventually working for who or Doctors Without Borders. I think that's my goal right now. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think as long as I can achieve my goal, then whatever people think of me, then that's on that. <laughs> at least you give your best. Exactly. As, okay. At least I was the best person that I could be and I did as much as I could to help out and be a good person. Okay. You tell? Um, I would probably say like impacting someone's life. Uh, like not life, but like just it, it can just be one person or many. Mm -hmm. I like I just want to help people. Like that's why I want to be a dentist. And if I can help them with just little things like oh, fixing their chipped teeth and making them feel more confident, then I'll do it. Or um, just, I don't know, just little things or like helping out with communities that are less fortunate mm -hmm. and who can't get, um, uh, uh, not teeth, tooth insurance, but oral insurance or something like that. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of like, what I want my legacy to be, just like people know that, oh, this this person helped me and stuff like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Because, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to continue. Um, yeah, like, that's always, it's, I, I, I found that giving yourself a sort of a purpose 
like like making it um, so that your life revolves around this purpose helps you out in the long term because you're kind of have like that guide. I feel that a lot of people don't necessarily have that defined mm -hmm. as to what is that and maybe college helps out. Um, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> not that much. And confuse me even more. I feel like I'm more confused now than when I even really. How, how so? I mean, I just think there's so much more that I'm knowledgeable now than I was before. Like I'm, I know about MD PhD programs now. I know about what research is. I know about different people, and I know I just know so much more than I did before. That it's there's so many more options, mm -hmm. and that's like well that's tough to choose but you know yeah I learned, I, I, I'm, I'm right now doing research and I learned about research in my third year yeah like well about chances in biology to do like oh I can go to this college and talk with a mentor and join their lab mm -hmm. wow I did not know I could do that like yeah. and people I feel that schools need to better that aspect because I feel that we're learning so much different skills which is fine, but we're not actually narrowing down um, real options that are possibly, you know, like ways of succeeding anyway. Like, let's say you wanted to be a carpenter. How are you gonna be the best carpenter in town, you know? Or how are you gonna make networking? Or how are you gonna find someone or some place that will mentor you or take guide of you? Exactly. And so lots of these kids, they graduate high school, but what happens afterwards like if you don't have that direction or or that guy to seek something else so i don't know that's interesting to, to try to solve it so yeah um and um what do you have to say in respect uh, to what do you want to be remembered as good mom as a good mom and a good wife because the career we're, thing we're going through is going to be hard to be at home and give attention to your husband and to your kids mm -hmm. and i just want them to be like oh i remember my mom wow because it's gonna be hard yeah. it's, it's the career we're choosing it's really hard and i think that just being a good mom and a good wife is what i want to be remembered as like oh she passed away you know and she was a good yeah mom like a good attributes and then yeah. dedication like, i remember my mom told me this and this and this and she was a good mom even when she couldn't have all her time on me because she mm -hmm. was saving other she was not saving other people but you know bringing other uh, kids to this world you know mm -hmm. and like helping other women feel more confident and i just want my kids to know that you know in the future if you see this i love you <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will who knows i don't know yeah then family is so important like you guys mentioned that your parents helped you out to become who you are and and once we get to that position, we feel like this need to pass on the torch and hopefully light a brighter road for a, uh, to a, light, a brighter future. Um, because a lot of kids need it, especially. They need the motivation. They, they feel, well, I wouldn't say motivation. Maybe it's just drive. Because I feel that motivation also, I learned recently that. <laughs> I, I feel that motivation is just very, um, it tends to be very momentary. It doesn't stick. Mm -hmm. And having that drive will allow you to hopefully get to, to some place. Yeah, because if you see a lot of like 
kids that have parents that are not at home, they do like they rebel against them because Ouch. they want their attention. And it's like, I don't want my kids to be like, my mom's never home. She doesn't care, you know? And I'm like, no, just because I put other people before you doesn't mean I don't love you. So Ouch. that's why I want to be like a good mom and a good wife. Mm-hmm. And hopefully stop this. I feel that kids with bad um, parents tend to repeat those same mistakes yeah. forward and trying to, well, you having deciding to have children or even if you don't have children, um, you could be a parent to a parent or a parental figure to the people you're going to teach. Yeah. And hopefully that way you propagate and, and the, the cycle of, of either hurt people passing on their hurt to the next generation, yeah. which is really sad and critical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, any last thoughts or words about your experience after leaving or are you gonna miss? <laughs> the sun man oh, this, oh no i'm not gonna miss the sun no the sun um, is strong but it feels good <laughs> yeah the beaches yeah i'm gonna the miss beaches. I'll, I'll, I'll miss the beaches mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah and the airbnb man they catfish us oh. <laughs> 10 minute 15 minute walk at least sprinting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, there's no sidewalk either yeah, so. yeah. i'll be risking my life on top of that mm-hmm. no thank you Wow. That's not the kind of vacation I want. They were like, oh, two minutes to the beach. Actually, it's my car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And there's no Uber on this area at all. Yeah. yeah so any tourists listening to the this conversation, remember, if you're going to stay in Dorado, make sure you have a car or something like that because Uber is barely here. And well, people who are in San Juan, bless, I guess, because you have a lot of Uber. But I think gasoline is more cheaper than Uber. So <laughs> I would consider all of that. So anyway, with that, I would like to thank um, Las Turistas for coming here. And any last words to add to the conversation? Okay, then I'll have to add this later. Well, Okay, thank you for joining Matu Chat. Thank you.